Hello everyone, this is your host Judith Wade, nurse practitioner of the 4th Trimester MP show. We are going to review exactly the scientific information that's there that can provide you with a formula with treating postpartum depression. First, let's take a look at what exactly we're recovering from in the postpartum period. So there are two aspects, there's the physical aspect and there's the emotional aspect. Now, after you've had a baby, you're recovering from both the pregnancy itself and the birth experience. You may have pain, regardless of the type of delivery you had. You may have infection. You may be sleep deprived. You may feel fatigued. There's a possibility of urinary or fecal incontinence. You go through these tremendous shifts in your hormones, you know, from the prenatal period compared to the postnatal period. There may also be some breast concerns. You may have breast pain from engorgement. You may not feel like you're feeding the baby adequately. There may be some nipple pain from the trauma of latching the baby on. And now for the emotional aspect, there's coping concerns. So you're you're trying to recover yourself and then you're taking care of this new human being. Um, and with that comes some depression, which could be transient which is the baby blues that we spoke about in an earlier module. And there could be anxiety about, really, am I doing the right thing? Am I taking care of this baby to the best of my ability? So this is what we're dealing with in terms of postpartum recovery. Nutrition is an important part of postpartum recovery. It It has also been found for certain nutrients that having a deficit in these nutrients increases your likelihood of developing postpartum depression. So before we dive into those particular nutrients, I encourage you strongly to continue taking your prenatal vitamin up to one year after you've had the baby. Now, some of the nutrients that have been found to be linked to postpartum depression, if you don't have enough, are iron, vitamin B12, vitamin D3, and DHA. So let's look at iron first. Some of the natural sources of iron are leafy greens, meat, poultry, fish, beans, and peas. We would encourage you to discuss with your healthcare provider if you need to have any kind of supplementation, if you you should take a supplement for either iron or folic acid. We also encourage that you eat foods rich in vitamin B12. Vitamin B12 can be found in fish, poultry, milk, meat, and eggs. The great thing about these nutrients is that, you know, you find a lot of them within the same groups, same food groups. And again, we encourage that you discuss with your healthcare provider if you should uh, have, if you should take a supplement. Now, DHA. DHA is an omega-3 fatty acid that also increases HDLs or good cholesterol. It can be found in salmon, sardines, herring, chia seeds, and walnuts. If you need supplementation, that's something that you need to discuss with your healthcare provider. Now, vitamin D3. Vitamin D3 has definitely been linked with uh, deficit, has been found to be related to postpartum depression. Some of the natural sources are sunlight, and in the U.S., there's fortified milk and orange juice. It can also be found in smaller amounts in salmon, sardines, and eggs. You need to discuss formal supplementation with your healthcare provider. Another component of recovery 
in the postpartum period and to decrease your risk of developing postpartum depression is exercise. One of the things that we encourage you to do is find something that you love. Study after study confirms that exercise in the postpartum period can reduce and prevent depression. The American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists recommends 150 minutes per week of moderate intensity exercise in the postpartum period. This can be achieved by 20 to 30 minutes of moving most days of the week. We are talking about walking, cycling, aerobics, dancing, you, you know, you can use, uh, you can try Zumba, strength training, power stretch, swimming, and jazzercise. Before you start any kind of exercise program, you need to be cleared by a healthcare provider. And some women express, um, you know, some concerns about being able to produce enough breast milk if they're exercising. But if you make sure that you stay hydrated and you eat well, you eat enough to continue producing milk, uh, it's a non-issue. So by all means, uh, exercise, find what you love and press repeat. Now in our workbook, We've included some apps that you can use um, at home. You can, and also some apps that will let you know about different kinds of groups that are within your community. So exercise to your heart's content. Sleep and rest. So patients who reported poor sleep are at increased risk for postpartum depression. You have to be strategic about your sleep. First, use your social network and create a schedule for childcare. When they are holding on, when they are holding the baby or taking care of the baby, do not do housework. Just go inside, have a rest, close your eyes, try to get some sleep. If you do not have a social network and the baby's asleep, try to sleep when the baby's sleeping. If you're unable to sleep, even when you have help, even when the baby is sleeping, you need to discuss this with your healthcare provider and they can sort of rule out if, they're, if you have some kind of insomnia or if you're overly anxious or have postpartum anxiety. You can discuss with them if you think including cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia or anxiety would be a good step, if it would be a benefit for you. Uh, one other great tip is establishing a bedtime routine with baby helps the baby to fall asleep sooner. Religion and spirituality. Many studies have been, you know, performed and have looked at this question. And it's, it's surprising and a great result to find that either being religious or being spiritual, believing in something larger than yourself, they were, either of those beliefs were found to be protective against postpartum depression. It was thought that it was protective because you end up with three traits, one of mastery, one of optimism, and the last being self-esteem. Now, optimism is the degree to which a person perceives their future to be favorable. So like if you're a half glass full type of person, you know, you believe that tomorrow will be better than today. That's, you know, having the traits of optimism. Mastery, the ability to control your environment and your life circumstances. You know, if you believe that you have some kind of control over what your destiny is, you know, that's mastery and self-esteem, how you value yourself. Um, self-esteem is kind of self, you know, it's sort of self-explanatory, uh, but it's, it's what you think you can contribute, uh, not the external things, but your actual core value. Further, they looked at if religious participation had any kind of impact or protective effect on postpartum depression. And they found that if you engage in any kind of religious activity a few times per month, 
that was protective against the severest types of postpartum depression. So a few questions for you. What are your sacred beliefs? What can you hold on to in times of distress? Do you have one singular thing that you can draw from that gives you strength when you're in times of distress? So tenets, mantras, quotes, these are things that you can remind yourself of when you're in the thick of things. Um, and I'll share one of my favorite. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Here are a few more that I came across in my search. I have cried to the Lord with my voice, and he hath heard me from his holy hill. You are not a loser unless you lose faith in Allah. Hope is the only thing stronger than fear. It always seems impossible until it is done. What do you believe? How do you practice your beliefs and creating your own mantra? Next episode, we will look at goal setting in the postpartum period. Thank you.